Well, hello and welcome into Fantasy Focus Football. It is Thursday, January 26th. Fantasy Focus Football is presented by Geico Switch. Geico, see all the ways that you could save. Field, Stefania, Mike, and I. It's so great to see all of your faces here today. I just want to say that. I, it's not, I'm not used to not having this like once a week I only see you. Although, <clears throat> excuse me, Field, I did see you yesterday. Because I watched uh, First Draft. Oh, first wow, Draft. what a plug by now Daniel. Right away. Every yeah, Wednesday, gosh. that's right, Field. Every Wednesday, 1 so p.m., kind. you, Mel, and Todd. And it was a great episode. Uh, Mel's first mock draft came out. Todd was already giving him crap about oh, yeah. not having a, <laughs> any trades. Yeah. It's so no. good. It's, and I, I feel very fortunate that between all the days spent with you guys, I then, when the offseason rolls around, I get an extra day of work, which is with Mel and Todd. So it's a very fun show. If you like the NFL draft, if you are a Eagles or a Texans or a Lions fan or anybody that has multiple picks this year, a great draft uh, podcasts slash show to watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, And even if you're a 49ers fan who have like no picks, it's so worthwhile because uh, one of these days in like three years from now, you're going to end up trading for the best player from this draft class. It'll help push you back to at least the (laughs) NFC championship game. So it's a worthwhile show for those of you that like draft stuff. Absolutely. Definitely (laughs) worth checking out. And Mike, you have a piece that just came out and it's going to be a lot of what our show is today talking about impending free agents. Some guys that we think maybe are going to either re up. We'll talk about that, whether or not we think they're going to go some more places, maybe some trade or cut options as Mm -hmm. well. I said we just jump right into it. Are you guys good with that? Yeah. I am sure. all good with it. Let's jump we'll right in it. because I want to talk about Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, only 26 years old, but he feels mm-hmm. like a super young 26 based on how much usage his body has got, knowing that he's played behind Ezekiel Elliott. You can tell me if I'm wrong or not in a second, mm-hmm. but I want to ask Stefania. I think, Stefania, we have some updates on Tony Pollard. We do. And if you saw the injury, it was really unfortunate. Kind of the same mechanism as Patrick Mahomes. And uh, he had a high ankle sprain, which is what we heard initially. Todd Archer reported also had a fractured fibula. Um, Underwent surgery to repair the ankle ligament injury. It's a tightrope procedure. We've heard that Mm -hmm. term before. It's what Ryan Tannehill had, what Jalen Hurts had last year in the offseason. The good news is that a lot of success with that procedure um, in terms of uh, restoring stability of the ankle and guys getting their motion back and all that. The fibula is going to heal on its own, so he did not have any additional hardware put in for the fibula. Uh, it's projected at a three- to four-month return estimate, but for a running back, it's a little extra time to really get your mobility, uh, your power back. I, I hope that he can return to pre-injury form. I don't necessarily think there's a reason why he can't, but it's something that teams, if they were looking at him, will not know at the time where they would be making a decision about uh, acquiring him. And that's certainly sure. a concern. I don't think he'll be doing anything in OTAs. I think the idea is training camp, kind of getting him ready for that. So with that in mind, that is how teams will be evaluating him. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, knowing all of that's in play, what do you yeah. do now with, with Tony Pollard? First of all, terrible timing. The guy comes to the NFL as a mid-round yep. pick, has so much success behind Zeke Elliott and kind of overtaking Zeke Elliott this season. And then this happens right before he's about to hit mm-hmm. free agency for the first time. So it's tough, but this is going to be an interesting one. And I almost throw Alex Madison into this conversation, too. This is two guys the last four years that have been backups behind feature backs, Zeke Elliott, of course, with Pollard and uh, Dalvin Cook with Alex Madison. And now they get their opportunity to potentially go somewhere and be a lead back. But specifically to Pollard, it gets really interesting when you think about Zeke's contract. And, you know, he's under contract next year, could potentially be back in a rework deal to be their lead back. Or they could choose to move on and re-sign Tony Pollard and make him their feature back, which he progressively became more and more as the season went on. So I'm fascinated by this, but I do think Pollard lands somewhere at either Dallas or elsewhere where he finally is a 15-plus touch guy every week without question. I'm going to give you something of why I think he's going to end up in Dallas. First of all, the productivity at Dallas. They also know everything about his injury. It was mm-hmm. done down there. They're knowing what they're going to get. They, they, could, they could take advantage of their information and make the move to keep him. The hard part is the contract, right? That's that's exactly what I want to ask. That's where it gets tricky is that if they are going to re-sign Tony Pollard, unless it's a one-year deal, it's probably going to be for pretty good coin. Mm -hmm. And right now, and this is as of January 26th, Ezekiel Elliott is scheduled to count $16.72 million against the salary cap next year for the Cowboys. This is a player who averaged 3.8 yards per carry this season. He scored a lot of touchdowns, but he was very inefficient otherwise. You have to ask yourself, 
If the salary cap checks in around 225 million bucks next year, that means that Zeke would be counting for almost like eight or nine percent of your cap. Gosh, you have 53 players. Just do the yeah. math. Yeah. Like that, and you got guys that are on IR. You've got practice squad players. Like the average percentage needs to be closer to like what? What's that like? You know, 1.8, 1.9 percent. And Zeke, a 3.8 yards per carry back at maybe eight or nine percent is way too significant. The problem for the Cowboys is they're out of this contract is not as crystal clear as other contracts like Derek Carr, as an example. Mm-hmm. If the Cowboys just cut Zeke Elliott right now, they realize some savings, but they're also going to have about $11 million in dead cap just sitting on their books for 2023 that they would be accounting for on the cap while Zeke Elliott plays for somebody else. Right. So it's going to be a difficult contract to get out from cleanly without paying the price either this year or this year and next unless Zeke reworks that deal. Yeah, I was going to say their plan is probably hopefully Zeke reworks the deal and they could bring back Tony Pollard on some sort of two, three-year deal. I'm guessing that's their plan because as we've talked about throughout the season, they ran that offense through the running backs, they especially did, yeah. near the goal line, and it was good. I mean, they may have fallen short to your 49ers, which we'll probably get to at some point. I, heard, you think? I know they're playing this week. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, but, um, you know, they, they were scoring at will. I mean, that offense was red hot when Stack came back from injury. So I think that's probably the way they're going to go. But Mel Kuyper has a different idea. Right? Yeah, Mel Kuyper Jr. has B. John Robinson yeah. in the first round. I was round. shocked by this yeah. when I was watching that. Yeah, yeah well, that. I think Mel's thought process was you get cost control. A player who probably by next year is is already better than Zeke, at least more effective at this juncture of his career. Sure. Uh, 22-year-old Bijan Robinson as opposed to 28-year-old Zeke right. Elliott. Um, and he's certainly healthier right now than Tony Pollard. And I think in terms of skill set, like there's a chance that Bijan Robinson could be like a top 10 running back like the minute he walks into the NFL. He's that highly regarded as a prospect. So is- let me ask you a question because I don't know anything about the numbers. Could they not do it all? Could they bring in... A rookie because they, you're going to need depth at that position. So totally. why not? Yeah. Because it's a that's a value. Yeah, and and we saw them at times having to tap into their running back depth this year. There was the Tennessee game, was it when Tony Pollard didn't play? I think this is sort of philosophical, and it ties into every running back and every team that we're going to discuss over the next fifteen or so minutes. Is that these are all really good players that we're discussing, mm-hmm. but. Do you want to allocate maybe eight, nine, ten percent of your cap, probably more like seven, eight, nine percent of your cap when there is the possibility that you could have a guy making a million bucks a year who is just as effective, or even if he's like sixty-five to seventy-five percent effective, is that a better roster construction philosophy? Would you rather pay top dollar for Tony Pollard as an example, or would you go find yourself the next Elijah Mitchell? There are a lot of those out there, as we know in the draft, every single year. There is at least one or two late-round gems that turn out to be, even if not 1,200-yard players, they can give you five, 600 yards in a pinch. Jarek McKinnon is a good example. Isaiah Pacheco, the Chiefs have minimal resources committed to those two guys right now. Certainly the CEH pick was a first-round pick, but still, it's a good example that running back, more so than any other position in the sport right now, you can find replacements at a much cheaper cost. Yeah, we should be clear, right? Zeke back at his current deal is a horrible is horrible right, for that right. team. Horrible. I mean, he's a non-factor in the passing game as well. I mean, you can make excuses for the running to some extent based on his role, but I mean, being a zero in the passing game, I mean, that's rough. So but they need to try to get a, out of that situation. A 0% chance they're going to be able to get out of that situation, though, this year, isn't he has it? He to rework it. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. unless he decides he to redo yeah. the deal. So this is getting into the weeds a little bit. We like those that aren't, for, yeah, we're yeah. all about for the those, weeds. Yeah, if anybody mm-hmm. is not familiar with the NFL salary cap, every team has the right each year to make two transactions that are called post-June 1 designation mm-hmm. cuts. Yep. Where if the Cowboys, on March 20th, say we are cutting Zeke Elliott with a post-June 1 designation... What it does is all the dead cap that they would have eaten in 2023 is divided up into 2023 and 2024. So it softens the blow this year, but obviously it adds some pain to 2024. Here's the kicker, though. Again, you get two of them only, so you have to be selective. Mm -hmm. And the other part is that the cap savings that you realize, you don't realize until after June 1. That's why the post-June 1 is a very uh-huh. essential part of it. So it's not a part of your free agency So the Dallas or... can't say, all right, we're going to just cut Zeke with a post-June 1 designation, add an extra $7 million in salary cap space, and spend that on 
a different running back or a wide receiver or a cornerback, it's going to be more likely earmarked for, all right, well, after June 1, you got to sign your draft class. You got to have money to operate during the season when you're trying to either add players or practice squad elevations or guys go on IR and you have to sign someone to replace them. So it would be much more for in-season budget than it would be for free agency budget. So it's a complicated one for the Cowboys. As Mike said, the reality is it's a bad deal. Zeke Elliott's country is a bad deal for yeah. this year, and it is a little bit of a warning sign for some of these running backs that we are going to discuss. Yeah, It's great when they are running for 1,500 yards, but even some of the guys that we're talking about who are already or only four years into their in their NFL career have been roller coaster players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with this Cowboys backfield. Obviously, something we'll continue to monitor. A lot of moving parts yeah. here, and it could go a number of they different They got other directions. free agents as well, too, yeah. which I'm sure and we'll I, all and I think that the running back position, part of the reason it's the most interesting is because, to me, it's the shortest arc of a career yeah. of any position in the league. And so I... <laughs> My soapbox would be the running back, the rookies, they deserve to have three years, mm-hmm. you know, because their position expires so much faster. And the problem is they find themselves in these positions of people are mad if they got paid and then they're not performing. And it's people like Christian McCaffrey who deserve to get paid based on what they did for the team. But no one wants to pay them for the second deal because we see these things happening where they it doesn't pan out. It doesn't appear yeah. like it's financially it's sound. It's a cold business for sure. Yeah. 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 Hey, speaking of being a cold business. I just want to say this. I was I was lower on Josh Jacobs coming into the season in part because it felt the Raiders didn't pick up his fifth year option. I watched him draft Zamir White. There were a couple of guys they added. Mike, he went out and crushed it to the tune of RB three this season. Now mm-hmm. he's a free agent. He did himself a ton of favors here. I think from a from yeah. a financial standpoint. Maybe. I mean it depends. And you know, maybe a decade ago it'd be a great thing that he had a season like this. But now I think GMs are getting smarter and smarter and they're gonna say, Well, you said four hundred touches, sir. Right. Like, that's exactly that's what I'm great. talking about. Yeah. This yeah. is the problem. It's like people like him, it's going to be like, yeah, but now that you did all those great things, you're older, you got more mileage, and we don't necessarily want to invest. Yeah, and there's, I mean, a lot of depth at running back across the league. There's also a lot of teams using committees now for partially for that reason. And this is a long list of good free agents too. And I think that's going to hurt the market overall. So I know Jacobs kind of alluded to the fact that he would not be back. He made some comments that suggested maybe yep. there was something there. It'll probably come down to money and, and money. contract, of course, but <laughs> I could see him moving on. I really could see him moving on in this situation. We're just going to have to see how this plays out, but I'm, I'm worried about it just because he had over 400 the, touches. The things it, that just, should work in his tough. favor. He played 17 games first year. He's played all 17 games. He led the league in rushing. These are things that should work in his favor, but they're going to end up working against him yeah, because it's going to take a hit in terms of his still only 25. Usage. That's got to be yeah. a positive. At least he's not 28, you know, leading the league in rushes. Yeah, so that's a, you know. you're right. Um, yeah. I will just say this. If you look at the list of players that play two consecutive full seasons at running back, we've talked about this. I think the last offseason, like one guy, it's a very short list. Yeah. It's yeah. like maybe there's Frank. Some Gore of that was, was affected by the COVID yeah. era, yeah. but yeah. maybe yeah. under 10. Yeah. Certainly, yeah. You know, Frank Gore was oh, the yes. only yes. exception. Yeah, it just, yeah. From, Dev, Devin Singletary. From the U. Uh, and Fort Niners, of course. Uh, the only players, uh, I say this, I believe firmly that every player that gets to this point of their, of their contract where they're just a couple of months away from free agency, to me, it's almost always a benefit to test the open market. Mm-hmm. You got to know what else is out there. Running backs might be the exception this year. Every running back that we're going to discuss, my goal if I were that player would be to get a deal done immediately with my incumbent team. And here's the reason why is that, you know, Josh Jacobs, if you are, I'm just, again, making this up here. If you're the Saints evaluating the value of Josh Jacobs, you're looking at the running style and the performance and the pass catchy acumen. If you're the Raiders, you can also highlight just examples here, right? Like late in the season, fellow Raiders team captains went to Josh McDaniels and said, we believe Josh Jacobs deserves to be a team captain. That's the kind of thing that if you're the agent for Josh Jacobs, you can say, you guys love this guy. How respected is he in this locker room? So respected. The teammates said, let's make him a captain. And I know that, you know, if you're a team, like you have to look first at the on, on field performance stuff, but you know, the character and the football character matters too. And I think that's some leverage that these guys have with their incumbent teams that wouldn't be as obvious to their new teams, right? Especially like, in their situation where they have a quarterback question, what's yeah. going to happen. You might want to have that veteran presence, somebody who's a leader. Totally. Gosh. All right. Well then let's keep moving ahead. If you, if, if it feels sort of that way, I, I want to talk about Saquon Barkley, because this is another team field to your point. We have talked a bunch about Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, both being free agents for this Giants team that did Mm -hmm. really great with Brian Dable first year as their head coach. When you look at Saquon Barkley, 
I think that they're going to have to keep Daniel Jones. They're going to have to pay him a ton of money if they want to. What do they do with Saquon? Are they going to pay yeah. both of these guys? My guess is one gets an extension, one gets the franchise tag. Yep. That's my best guess take, on this yeah. one. But I think Freedom. that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think they're, I think <laughs> they're both back. This is one of them things where technically he's a free agent, but I'd be shocked if he gets away from New York. He's already made comments that suggested he is not going to try to reset the running mm -hmm. back market. Now, maybe his agent has different plans, um, <laughs> but I, I agree with Mike's take. I think Daniel Jones is bound for the franchise tag just because quarterback contracts are so difficult mm -hmm. to actually come to terms on. And his will be a very tricky one because he's got one very good year offset by three up and down years. And I know that this sounds maybe a little bit goofy to some. Saquon is such a marketable electric charismatic face and name that the value of being in new york might result in millions more for him than if he mm -hmm. played in a lesser market sure that, I, I know that's maybe not the consideration for every guy that's a free agent with the giants but i do think that big apple shine for saquon can equate to multi-millions dollars per year potentially in opportunities that not to say these aren't other great places right but like New York is, I don't know how many times, what's the population in New York compared to the population of Green Bay or Charlotte, right? Like Green Bay is the smallest market in the entire league. Charlotte is a mid-sized market, but New York is, I don't know how many millions of people more. I just think there is some value for Saquon and being in the Big Apple. So there are 8.4 million people in New York City, Field Jates, in case wow. you're wondering, which that's, is, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Isn't Green Bay like 75,000 people? It's something much smaller 100,000 people. They say it's like the, if you fill Lambo with just local, 107,000. Yeah. So just perspective there, right? It's amazing how you know all this stuff in your head. Well, field, field has so some knowledge. It's I keep fascinating that, that you have the population brain, from America just, just right up there. Although I'm sure Kyle didn't help you out at all. I was nah. just going to say, it'd be uh, cool to see him like in Kansas City, though. Team that is. Hey, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that'd be fun. Sure. But. He's an amazing player. I think he's <laughs> the most talented to be free agent running back on this board. There are other oh, no great question. ones. I think yeah, he's yeah. the most singularly talk, talented. Talk about changing your value in a year. I mean, think about where he was at the end of last year. And everybody had all these questions. And think what he did this year. To, you talk about playing in a year where it matters for your contract and Absolutely. your value and what you get paid. Unbelievable. Yep. And if he played in Kansas City, he'd only be playing to 500,000 people a week. <laughs> you know what I mean? In, Green, mm -hmm. in, in New York, it's 8.6 million. So, uh, I thought it was 8.4, but okay. Was it 8.4? <laughs> Let's Numbers move ahead, though. Because yeah. we've talked about this field, and, and I think you're right. It feels like a lot of these guys going back to their same teams that we've talked about, right? David Montgomery. You can almost here. put these yeah. next two together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? David Montgomery, <laughs> Miles Sanders are the next yeah. two to be able to talk about. David Montgomery has Khalil Herbert behind him, who we know the Bears like a lot. How do you go into this situation? What do you look at when you see David Montgomery? David Montgomery, very much respected within that locker room. Very popular guy in that locker room. The Bears have the resources to spend whatever they want this offseason on any player they want. They lead the league in cap space by far. They obviously have the number one pick. Um, but GM Ryan Poles has already said the word that I think is essential to keep in mind. Discipline. Just because you have the money doesn't entitle you to throw around silly amounts of money. I think Montgomery is a solid player. I think we're talking about a very different tier, though, than Saquon Barkley mm -hmm. and Josh Jacobs. If David Montgomery wants a contract near the top of the market, I think if I were a GM, I think I'd be saying to myself, we value you at more of a mid-tier contract. Mm -hmm. And the question for David Montgomery is, is he going to want to accept that? Because uh, the Bears are early enough in this build where... The value of paying top dollar to running backs is different. Like, I don't think Saquon's going to Kansas City, but if you're the Chiefs and let's, if you fall short this weekend or in the Super Bowl and you say Saquon's the guy that gets us over the top, it might be worth paying him 14 million bucks a year. But if you're Chicago, I think that discipline's really essential here. Not to say they won't re-sign David Montgomery, but I think this is one where it's got to be on their terms more than his. Yeah, I think I was if I was a GM and I'm approaching guys like Montgomery or Miles Sanders who we're about to talk about, and they want too much, just go play the market because it kind of reminds me of what happened with Melvin Gordon last year, right? You know, where he went out and yeah. we just all assumed he was gone yeah. and someone would pick him up and there was just no market there running yeah. back. The, the market's just not great right now. It's going to be worse this year with all these options. So um, I would approach it that way and then maybe you bring him back at a, at a deal. But to your point, I don't think they have to with Montgomery. If he does depart, someone just really likes him. He's a good player. He can play yeah. in passing situations. Someone signs him, gives him a lot of money. You have Khalil Herbert. There, we have a lot of other guys on this free agent list. They could scoop up. They could draft someone on, on day two or three. And you're okay in the yeah. short term. So Tristan Ebner, they also it, drafted last year who flashed a little bit. Like mm -hmm. the, yeah, there, there yeah. are, and I think we can probably, to, you said these next two guys are kind of similar, Daniel. And Mike, you sort of ex, you suggested as much. Same thing with Miles Sanders. And if there is a franchise that has the mindset that is of like 
asset management and knowing which positions to spend big on and which to de- maybe like devalue a bit, it's Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. I think it uh, probably helps Sanders that you have Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott are mm-hmm. more rotational backs right now in their situation. Probably helps his cause a little bit in that department. Whereas in Chicago, again, Cleo Herbert's there and yeah. he's been really good so far. So just something to think about. But again, I think I hate to say it. I think these running backs are going to come away kind of disappointed with this market. And I'm sure their agents know this. And, and that's why if I'm one of those guys at the very exactly. top, I'm yeah. talking to the GM mm-hmm. right now and saying, who cares about free agents? We want to be focused in on the here and now and stay mm-hmm. with you guys. Mike, I know that this running back list includes more than just the people that we've listed here. If people want to go, you have an article that just came out. Where can they read about it and find out more about the free agents that are available? Yep, it's over year. at ESPN.com. Uh, it has some the RB needy teams. It has some cut and trade candidates because uh, there's more running backs. I mean, we even talk about Kareem Hunt, Devin Singletary, Damien Harris, Rashad Penny, guys like that. So uh, many good running backs. Gosh. So there's uh, that's up there for all four of the key fantasy positions. You right. can check that and, out. And also I tweeted my uh, my first run of the free agency cheat sheet, which has it across all positions. Nice. This is before yeah. guys get cut too, by the yeah. way, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. just yeah. a name and I'm not saying he will because he's a, he's a very, very talented player. But like if you're the Cardinals and you're going to an organizational Oof. reset, do you pay $7 million a year to James Conner or not? Right, maybe yeah. he's a more likely trade candidate. But I'm just, yeah. I'm just throwing out yeah. names that like mm-hmm. they aren't even free agents yet, and this market that we already view as robust could become that much more saturated. Uh-huh. Mike, you mentioned the trade and cut candidates also as a part of this list. Do you have any guys that you think are candidates that we could throw out there real quick? Yeah, I'll throw one more. How about Aaron Jones? You know, we already talked about Zeke Elliott. All Aaron right. Jones is one. Uh, I believe it was a week or two ago <laughs> on the show. Liz was on, right? And she yep. brought Aaron Jones up as a potential cut candidate. They have A.J. Dillon going into his, the final year of his deal. Jones is a little pricey. So I'm thinking restructure is the attempt that they make here, but... He's a guy that's on that list. 28 years old. That yeah. sort of snuck up on him. Yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. expect that yeah. when I read it. have to be an extension, by the way. I think he's in the final year of his deal. And how's this for a cap number? $20.013 million, Aaron Jones. Ooh. So that's a big yeah, number. And he's an awesome, big. awesome player. Well, I don't think Zeke, isn't it? It is. <laughs> I believe it's the highest amongst all running backs this upcoming yeah, year. You said so. it would be an extension. It would, would have, to, yeah, 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 exactly. Like yeah. restructure would be like, I don't know how they can maneuver money um, other than just pushing the cap hits into future years. But mm-hmm. Green Bay is at a crossroads potentially this offseason. Oh, man. And I think that everything that um, they do besides Aaron Rodgers will be dependent upon what they do with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have Aaron Rodgers back, you might be more motivated to find a way to keep Aaron Jones around because obviously there's such a built-in trust and rapport. If not, could be a little dicier. But he's a terrific player. And if he's gone, there will be a long list of teams that would value everything that Aaron Jones brings to the table, not just rushing and receiving, but like talk about a guy that's just great for the locker room too. The teams know is great for a locker room. Aaron Jones, it's hard to get much better than him. Absolutely. And you mentioned it with Aaron Rodgers as well. We're actually going to, that was a good transition. We're going to talk about quarterbacks here in just a minute, guys, that we like to be able to talk about as far as free agents. But first, we're going to pay some bills, Mike Clay. All right, let's do that. From holiday gatherings and office parties to fireside conversations and championship Sundays, winter means more moments with the coolest people in your life. That's us. That's that us. is Yay. you. Make these moments even better with Miller Lite, of course, the great tasting light beer for people who love beer. A new year is a perfect time for friends, family, and a great tasting light beer. It's Miller time. Dependable dependable flavor means your beer tastes like beer. Since 1975, Miller Lite has been the beer with taste you can depend on. No games, no gimmicks, just great beer for people who like beer. The right balance between taste and lightness means you get to spend more time drinking with friends and less time thinking about what you're drinking. Because when you're having a great time, you'll reach for a beer that's reliable. Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Go to MillerLite.com slash FFF to find delivery options near you, or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs for 12 ounces. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help, like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV, even help with homeowners or renters coverage, plus add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Four NFL teams. Two conference championship games mm-hmm. and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to the Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Well, you're not a new customer. You can get you can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped up same game parlays. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg. Add 
with each leg you add, excuse me, up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code FFF. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championship, get $200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code FFF. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply to DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific specific responsible gambling resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Void in Ohio and Ontario. Bonus issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game <clears throat> deposit. Parlay and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. <clears throat> All right. All righty. Quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. There's a handful of quarterbacks yeah. that are in different situations. Yeah, it's not just the running back spot here. You may be wondering, did we skip wide receivers? <laughs> the answer is there's just not really a lot of them this year, Field Jace. Is that a fair thing to say? There are some decent wide receivers, but just not a ton. This is, if this is the year that you're shopping for a wide receiver, not the best year to be shopping for a wide receiver. Uh, the best true unrestricted free agents as of this second Juju Smith-Schuster, mm-hmm. Jacoby Myers. Mm-hmm. Michael Thomas could enter the fray, but there's significant <laughs> questions around him. I think Michael Hardman's a good example of a guy that will make a lot more money in free agency than you are currently realizing. Mm-hmm. But contrast that to other years where off available wide receivers via trade or free agency mm-hmm. have been much, much better. And uh, it's not a buyer's market right now yeah. for free agents. That uh, is free why agent we are receivers. talking yeah. quarterbacks instead of wide receivers where Lamar Jackson is one of the quarterback that leads up this entire Ooh. conversation. Yeah. So let's start with something that's really important is that we all know Mar- Lamar Jackson is bound for uh, like the, the Ravens have the franchise tag to play and they're going to play that card if they can't get a long-term deal done with Lamar Jackson before the window to use that tag is over that's like february like 17th to march 1st or something it's it's in begins in february uh, and it runs for two weeks uh there's two types of tags there's an exclusive franchise tag and there is a non-exclusive franchise tag the exclusive franchise tag is for quite a bit more money like 10 million more but it means that no other team can try to sign an offer sheet with Lamar Jackson and attempt to trade for Lamar because they could give up two first rounders and get him. Is that what it no, is? It's an exclusive it? meaning like it's, we, we have your rights unto ourselves. If you're playing football this year, you are only playing for us unless we independently negotiate a trade. But you, if you're looking to potentially have a trade, you just give them the non-exclusive franchise tag, which invites other suitors to come and sign Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet. If an offer sheet is signed and executed and the Ravens declined to match it because they have the right to match it, then Lamar Jackson would go to a different team and that other team would have to trade two first round picks right away to the Ravens. Non-negotiable. Okay. So they can also, by the way, they could, and this is a lot, but they could agree to a trade that has different Mm-hmm. draft picks involved like if i'm just if, if let's play the, the jets who are long you know rumored to be involved in every quarterback this offseason say sure. hey we're not willing to give you a two ones we'll give you a one a two and a three the ravens could say fine or if they if the ravens say listen we're gonna we're gonna match unless you give us three ones the jets could also offer three ones as opposed to just two ones so it's a complicated situation i tend to bet on inertia prevailing here the Ravens have said they are 200% committed to Lamar Jackson. I know that some people say that that sounds hollow given they haven't given the extension yet, but the urgency picks up when you are now past your rookie contract. And frankly, what is this team without Lamar Jackson? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They built their that's entire the, offense around him. Yeah. I mean, we, we have seen the answer of what they are. Yeah. It's a team that's just not good enough to make it far in the playoffs yeah. without Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. They simply are not. Yeah, so small chance of a trade. Most likely he's playing for Baltimore this year and probably beyond. But I will tell you this, until he is confirmed to be playing for Baltimore, we will talk about it ad nauseum on our airwaves because it is the spiciest. It's a very spicy potential quarterback trade. It is. Are there any updates? I mean, he didn't play the end of the season, Stefania, and I know that there are some back and forths about, you know, the reasons for that. Are there any updates on Lamar's health coming well, out of th- the season? I think his was the most interesting, you know, when he tweeted about having his PCL injury, you know how we talk every week about he's not in practice, you know, when, when it was coming down to the end of the season. And my, my question or my comment was if he's still got residual instability in his knee, that's going to be a problem. He can't be the quarterback he needs to be. What did he put in his own tweet? my knee is still unstable. Mm. Like that to me was the biggest reveal of everything, which meant that ligament hasn't scarred down yet. It also meant that he had a significant PCL injury. And I wonder why the Ravens ever said 
he would be a one to two week injury yeah. because clearly he had a more significant injury than that. That to me, that created a problem that did not need to exist. Mm, yeah. And I think that stirred the pot for some of what we saw afterwards. So can he recover in an off season? Absolutely. Like I'm not even, I'm not worried about this going forward because now he's going to get the rest that he needs. And we could have started there mm. when the injury happened. That being said, um, I, I think for him, he's got to feel he didn't get what he wanted beforehand and he was healthy. It makes me wonder and feel this is where I would defer to you. What's the leverage now? Are they going to come back and say, yeah, but now I you're think, a guy who was more injured this year? Yeah, I think the leverage for the Ravens remains that Lamar Jackson has now played out a full five year rookie contract. Uh, he was in the same draft class as Josh Allen. And if you just calculate how much more Josh Allen has earned from money in his extension versus Lamar Jackson, it's like he's already like 50 million ahead of Lamar. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about the money that each of them got on their rookie deal. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen, the sooner you sign an extension, the sooner that you are starting to collect money on top of your rookie deal. So the leverage is a you're missing out on opportunities to make more because if they give him the non-exclusive franchise tag, it's 30 million bucks, which is certainly a lot of money, but an extension is going to guarantee him well north of a hundred million dollars. So it's crazy to think $30 million isn't like, that's a lot, but that's not outrageous for quarterbacks nowadays. I think the Cleveland situation is a lot of where the Lamar Aaron Rodgers being $50 million a year feels like, but I I think that to me is where Lamar got hung up because you're looking at who got so much money was a guy who was not playing at all. Right. And Lamar's like, and here's me and what I've done for the yeah. franchise, and I should be yeah. in that ballpark. And the other leverage is that the Ravens have three franchise tags available. A player can be tagged three times in his career, not by like not each team, but like if, if Lamar got franchise tagged this year and then got traded next year to the Jets, just making this up here, they would only have two tags available. So the leverage is just that like you can secure generational wealth right now, mm. or you can keep playing it out. And I talked about this when Kirk Cousins did it. I talked about it when Dak Prescott did it. I'll talk about it right now from Lamar Jackson because he clearly has a lot more mental fortitude than I think I would be able to exhibit in these circumstances. I would have taken the deal the first second it was offered to me. But Lamar could come out the big winner here. Maybe, maybe Lamar gets a deal this offseason, five years fully guaranteed, Deshaun Watson style. And we're all sitting here laughing because he's going to have $250 million fully guaranteed when we were saying... Dude, it would have been smart to take 125 million Isn't guaranteed this past did? fall. Dak yep. waited it out, and, got paid. out and he got mm-hmm. paid. So uh, again, I don't like. I can, as a human, I wouldn't be able to wait that out. I'm just not. I wouldn't be. I, especially in 25 <laughs> years old, life changing like, money in front of anybody yeah, like that. It's it a totally out. different. He's a lot stronger on mentally, and he's, he's a lot stronger physically and more athletic <laughs> yeah, and everything else, right? But like, but it's also the confidence of betting on yourself yeah. and, and believing and, that you can do that. And there are a couple people. You know, in baseball, it worked for Aaron Judge. Like yep. it's it works worked out. for yeah. Dak Prescott. It's worked yep. for other people. We'll yep. see if it works. The other for side Lamar. of it's not uh, the other, the other side of it's ugly. But like, uh, you, I applaud. Um, if nothing else, no matter how this works out, I applaud his determination. Yeah, I, I hope that it works out masterfully, and I think it will. Uh, but if it doesn't, like he was willing, like say this about him, he's convicted. He knows what he mm-hmm. wants. Yeah, and he's willing to play. He's willing to play it out. Mm-hmm. Mike, we talked a little earlier uh, about Daniel Jones when we talked about Saquon Barkley, expecting him to be re- to return and yes. or get franchised. But dude took a step up this year. I mean, he, he, he just got great. better. Yeah, only five interceptions this season. Played really well. Uh, super productive on the ground. They're building something now in New York. I think their worst case scenario is the franchise. I think he I made think. himself a hundred million dollars this year. Truly. Yeah. Because <sighs> if he gets an extension, I think That's it's going like. to be about. Uh-huh. An extension is probably going to be worth about a hundred million dollars. He mm-hmm. had his fifth year option declined, which means he's bound for at least the tag, which is like between an eight and ten million dollar raise. And then if he gets an extension, it's if it's three years, it'll be north of a hundred. If it be north of hundred million bucks, yeah. I was going to say Oof. three years might be the number. Yeah. Yeah. Or if they do an extend tag and then extension, yeah. yeah. But and if it's but so if it's four years, it's way more than a hundred million. Yeah. If it's two years, it's probably two years and something like thirty. It's, it's probably like two years and seventy five, eighty million bucks fully guaranteed. That sounds so good. I know. Right. I had a good year. <laughs> All right. So I think Gino's missing the same bucket, by the way, just agree, to knock yeah. out two birds mm-hmm. with one stone because you know, the, the Seahawks yesterday on the record, their GM, John said, oh yeah, we're going to sign him. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they expect to have him back franchise tag or otherwise. And if you're the Seahawks who value culture and value oh. everything they, they, they accomplished this year, 
you'd be crazy Especially not to expect to have him back. Yeah, yes. it's interesting too because Aaron's striking distance to take a rookie too, and it sounds like they might push that off a year and, and give him another shot. So. Yeah, it might be good business for them to use that fifth overall pick on a rookie quarterback. Them mm-hmm. and Detroit yeah. back to back. You got two teams that are saying we are not going to draft a quarterback in this quarterback class. So, so it always sounds people are like, well, you know, you need to win now. I wonder how much Atlanta wishes they had used a quarterback in that fourth mm-hmm. overall pick a couple of years right. ago. Right when it was right there, it was available for them. They could have had Justin Fields from Atlanta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And instead, and we'll see on Desmond Ritter, and we'll see how they use their draft pick this year. But, like, it's a lot murkier of a picture. It's I don't uh-huh. think it's bad business to get a quarterback too early sometimes. There uh-huh. are exceptions, and I know the Packers fans are probably saying, what about a... I get it. But oftentimes, it can be good business to take a quarterback too early rather than too late. Mm-hmm. So this is where we finally reached the point How where about we could this have a conversation yeah. around where is someone going to go. Yeah. yeah, the team that kept yeah. doing it and doing it and doing it was the Patriots with Tom Brady. And the reality was they could still have him. He would, he would be playing still. I mean, so it's, it's ridiculous, right? Like they started taking quarterbacks literally a dozen years ago to back up Tom Brady. Yep. Or, well, Matt Castle was like 2006 mm-hmm. or something. I don't even know. That's going in the way 15, back 16 years ago. But Brady's still playing yeah. at 46 years old. Where's he going, Mike? Yeah, one of those guys was uh, Kevin O'Connell, right? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. Another yeah. name. Yeah, so there's wow. uh, so, many, a, yeah. so many. What's he doing now? Oh, no, just, head, just head coach of an NFL yeah, team. That, exactly. That's all. Uh, yeah, I don't know where he's going. We've had fun with this on past pods, kind of mm-hmm. speculating where he might land. I would say this. Probably not Tampa Bay, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. not only has it... Not only really? has it, yep. I mean, have you seen what's who's who's under contract for that on that oh, roster next year? I, I totally get it. I it's totally not good. Get it. They yeah. are the team. I would say just pulling all the free agents off rosters and building the the sheet I made. It's like Tampa's. It's rough. There was a lot of delete, delete. delete. I mean, mm. the whole defense is not the whole defense, but a huge chunk of the defense wiped out, missing the offensive skill guys. It's in rough shape, and they're gonna have a hard time. I think paying him and then bring signing a, a competent roster that can compete oh, in the NFC. Mike completely agree with everything you just said. Here's what I've realized. I have no idea what's going to happen with Tom Brady. And so like his circumstances are different that like, it's not just about the money. It's, it's the not Fox just new the deal afterwards. Yeah. Right. Well, and also for Brady and this is, this is um, talked about a lot. Tom Brady has children that live on the East coast. Mm-hmm. And obviously his family means a lot to him. Uh, he's got, two children with his with his ex-wife Giselle who I believe live in Florida somewhere and then he's got another child mm-hmm. um, that I believe lives in New York and so being close to them matters more so like while there might be a more clear path to winning elsewhere the Raiders keep being flo- floated around if you're Tom and the kids matter to you like we know they do that's a lot tougher to execute like it's Kids don't just, they don't get to just leave and go somewhere else for five months at a time. Um, so we'll see. I, I, that's why I am stopping short of any sort of prediction on Tom mm-hmm. Brady. That's, yeah, that's fair. That's, uh, I'm looking at other quarterback needy teams, Atlanta, Carolina, uh, the Saints kind of in that region. The Saints maybe? maybe. Yeah. 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 There's some yeah. options. Like everyone's connecting him to the, to the Raiders, of course. Like that's yeah. a popular one, but maybe. there's some teams in, in <laughs> well, the, here's uh, one the East team. Coast. Too. If, he, uh, if he goes to the Jets, we know his offensive coordinator Jets. will be. Yeah. Just a few moments ago, Adam Schefter reported that Nathaniel Hackett will be the okay. Jets' new offensive right. coordinator. Really? Wow. Interesting one, of course. Oh, and the, all right. uh, here comes the Rogers oh, speculation. Because yeah. yeah. right? yeah. that's why he went to Denver last right. year. Right. Rogers right. was going right. to follow. So. Right. right. Um, so he replaces Mike LaFleur. Kind of a circle of life here. So Nathaniel Hackett was previously Matt LaFleur's offensive coordinator. Now he replaces Matt LaFleur's younger brother, Mike, and Robert Sutton is of course Matt LaFleur's best friend so it's like all yep. these tentacles right are adding up so uh, Nathaniel oh, Hackett lands on his feet good opportunity there to uh, work with whoever the quarterback is all right Mike that really that's our free agent quarterbacks we do have the cut trades and you know ideas yeah of maybe some be, other guys uh, it's be another hour conversation but there's a bunch of names on this list we just mentioned Aaron Rodgers is potential there's ways uh to circumvent the the salary cap situation with Aaron Rodgers he's gonna have to, to rework the out. deal Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, yeah I, I agree. That's the most likely outcome. But his his deal is pretty obvious with ways you could rework it. He's got an yes. option bonus, which could be easily converted to a. It could be dramatically reduced. It could be converted into a series of bonuses over the next three to four years. It could be converted into base. Like, there are a lot of mm-hmm. ways to manipulate it. It would just require Rogers' consent first, and he has a ton of leverage right now. But Rogers is probably the name that we have to monitor most in the trade market this offseason. Yep, absolutely. And uh, two other names, young guys. Uh, we'll keep an eye on Justin Fields just in case. Yeah, I think we can that, put this one to bed, though. Pretty you think quickly. so? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I think probably it's just a matter of do they decide Bryce Young is better and we want to have. I mean, we saw Arizona yeah. do it a few years ago. It's a little Shh. bit of a different situation, but 
does strike me as unlikely. Right? I, I, I agree. Yeah, it's, a like shot, Ch- it's a long shot. I agree it's a long shot. And you spend a whole year talking about how much culture mattered and yeah. building things yeah. up, and then all of a sudden you're like, all right, bye-bye, Justin, who, yeah. by the way, like, bird in hand, right? Bryce Young or T.J. Mm-hmm. Stroud or mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Will Levis could be special. Like, we have a pretty good sense of how good Justin Fields mm-hmm. can be. Um, but I think there's a most fascinating name on the board. Yeah, it's, the it's Trey name, Lance. Yeah. I know. Uh, well, we talked about it when we talked about, you know, uh-huh. I said I, I thought that Trey Lance could go somewhere like the Jets. We talked about him maybe going to Tennessee. Tennessee needs a quarterback and yep. they, he's got a 49ers connection now in Tennessee with their mm-hmm. new GM. So what happens with Trey Lance? Here's the problem is, again, when you have a player who's coming off an injury, you don't really know exactly what you're getting. We know that he had that bad uh, ankle injury. He ended up having surgery in September. A lot of people might not have paid attention to the fact he underwent a secondary surgery to have the hardware removed because it was bothering him. So if you look, that's not necessarily something that uh, is totally uncommon, but it can impact the rehab. This is a guy whose mobility, his running has been the feature of him. So this isn't your standard pocket passer who mm-hmm. had an ankle surgery. You're not that worried. This is a guy where you're really concerned about, will he be the same guy post-surgery? And you kind of want to see it. Uh, the, the other thing is San Francisco spent so much capital yeah. to get him that I, I ha- you have to see what the trade offers would be because exactly they're, they're going to want to recoup a lot. They give up all of these um, picks to move up and get Trey Lance. So. Yeah, I think putting my GM hat on, it would be the plan is to go in and ha- Jimmy Garoppolo is going to move on most likely, right? right? So it would be Trey Lance competing with Brock Purdy next year. You get Lance healthy. And that's a uh, showcase, unless you right? Get, unless you get an overwhelming offer, yeah. right? Enough to, to Over- make a move. But you're probably not going to get that. I don't think you're going to get that. So I think mm-hmm. you probably hold tight. Yeah. Yeah. And also, if you is let's say they do it that way, because I, I think it's in my mind, that's sort of how I imagine it. Brock Purdy, you know, people were saying before, well, let's see what happens if you can get him to the Super. I think he's already proven enough to the organization mm. that the, the value is established. So Trey Lance recovers health-wise. They go into the season. They compete for the starting position. Brock Purdy wins, I'm assuming. Um, who knows? But let's assume he wins that. But that gives them a showcase for Trey Lance's talent early on. And if people see it and like what they see – then it becomes a situation where that could, trade could happen later. Remember, they were talking about Jimmy Garoppolo moving and being traded into the fall until they found out they needed him yeah. when Trey Lance got hurt. So uh, I don't think it happens now, but I do think... I'm going to start the pod. So I, 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 here's how I see it a little <laughs> bit differently. Yes, just going to get in my cauldron. <laughs> um, if the 49ers win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy as their starting quarterback... You don't go into next year with the competition. No. I really don't believe that. If Brock Purdy turns into a pumpkin over the next two weeks, I especially if it happens say this week. If they win the Super Bowl, I know, I know, I know, like, I know, I know. Okay, so I'll say you can you well, can not um, win the Super Bowl. So yeah, so just, but I'm just saying <laughs> the if they do, if they do, I think it's extremely difficult to say we're having an open competition That's next fair. year. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. now if they if if Brock Purdy and you're my first seconds to Vanya has a really bad game on Sunday against the Eagles. Then I think people start to push the narrative of he's been unbelievable, but you've got Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and George Kittle and this world-class defense and great special teams and like an amazing coach. So I think that is where a competition becomes more viable. And let's go down the road. Mike, sorry about this, where the Ford Niners do win the Super Bowl and Trey Lance all of a sudden becomes a really interesting trade candidate because a, the Ford Niners have proven they can find quarterbacks Mm -hmm. and heck, not just Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. Nick Mullins has the second most passing yards in his first 16 starts in NFL history, only behind Patrick Mahomes. Kyle Shanahan knows what he's doing with quarterbacks. You got a roster that already includes guys like CMC and Debo Samuel and George Kittle and Trent Williams that are already making top Fred Warner. The list goes on and on, by the way, top of the line money. You haven't paid Nick Bosa yet. Soon to be defensive player of the year, yeah. Nick Bosa. Mm-hmm. This is the reality. You have so many good players that... If, if any team would be motivated to find a way to pay literally the least amount of money to a quarterback mm-hmm. that a drafted quarterback could make, the 49ers are the perfect model for it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, by the way, just one more little nugget to pass along here. You know, it was an interesting team this offseason that might need a new quarterback as they move into a different phase. 
Tennessee Titans. Wouldn't they be yeah, interesting? Uh, that's what I said before. Yeah, you just, just got the connection, the connection there. there. No, so I, like, I wouldn't think that be that's just possible. like one more, like a little, you know, like wouldn't that be spicy with Rand Carthon right but there? Yeah, the, what's but the I, deal, don't, I don't. What's think, the deal? Yeah. What? What? How, what do they? Like, I don't think they take a second round pick. Why not? I, I just think you'd hold out for more. You just you'd keep him as your backup instead of a second round pick. Okay. They know more, okay, more than well, any the, other team. They know the value of quarterback. Right, but okay. So if, if he's your backup going forward, yeah. he's never going to have a chance he's, to prove to he's you. He's also never. Anything. Yeah, he's never going to earn back. He's never yeah. going to be worth what you spent. You're going right. to have to take the discount back. Yeah. But here's the other thing. I think I agree with you. If they win the Super Bowl, it's not an open competition. But a lot of teams say like. Okay, it's yeah. and really they're just using it as a showcase when they don't necessarily want to verbalize that. Also, where was Brock Purdy drafted? Two sixty two, dead last, dead last right, yeah. right. And he might be the guy who stays. So the 49ers who pick up their running backs in the sixth round and oh, develop them, they make trades for people like Christian McCaffrey who've been in the league and they utilize them. Why wouldn't they take a chance on a quarterback? that is not necessarily popping in the first round. Like they don't need to spend that kind of capital. I agree with you. Yeah. Here's a question for you. I just want to, I just want you guys to tell me if I'm crazy. Jimmy Garoppolo gets healthy, healthy, comes he back. Yeah. I mean, he's, and, he's close by the way. He could be the number the two, but yeah, he could be he, the he's number only two. Play, he's only he's playing only, the Super Bowl yeah. if Brock Purdy. Okay, that's right. why I'm saying yeah, That's why I'm putting it out there, guys. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, that's but, it. but he could, he could be the backup for sure. He could Exactly. He could be the backup. And you know, so then when Brock Purdy and then gets when they're dominating, the and then Super Jimmy Garoppolo wins yeah. the Super Bowl, then what do the 49ers do? That's <laughs> well, what right, Sorry, Mike. Separate and apart, like <laughs> you can't discount the possibility of Jimmy G staying in San Francisco at all for this reason. Correct. He might be the most popular guy in that team. A thousand percent. And they already saw what happened when they needed him after the, he was so gone. Everybody had him gone, 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 gone. And then who was the one that set up the 49ers for the run that they're on now? Without him, they don't get where they are now. I agree. But I mean, he was hurt last year. And this is the reason I think he won't be back. Atlanta, Carolina, Houston, Indy, (laughs) Raiders, Saints, Giants, Jets, Seahawks, Bucks, Commanders. We're just saying it's not impossible. And he wants to start. Yes. Yeah, so of course. if he no, knows he's not going to yeah. start in San Francisco, he gets a chance to so go somewhere correct. and he can start. Yep. Both of you are correct. Totally. All right. Yeah. So let's really quickly talk tight ends real fast here. No, let's here. just talk about the 49ers. No, there, are two, <laughs> there are a couple that are, yeah, let's keep going. Yeah. There are George a couple Kittle, that are, yeah. Yeah, Great that catch are, on Sunday. are legitimate, yeah. that are like Dalton Schultz, Mike, one of the guys that I, I love Dalton Schultz and he has come on and looked fantastic mm-hmm. after starting out getting hurt, having the PCL, ACL and PCL, PCL, MCL, just PCL. So. What do you do with Dalton Schultz here? He's making some money this yeah. offseason. He'll be back with Dallas most likely. He's, he, him, the chemistry between he and Dak is fantastic. He had a bunch of two touchdown games to finish the season. Yep. I think he'll be back with the Cowboys. And I think you could say that about the next guy as well. Uh, two guys that had, I, I, I don't know if we could say it was a breakout season for Dalton Schultz. He had already done it before. Yeah, right? He's been progressive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's been better. So he's been got uh, he's great. Tricky. He's earned an extension. I think you could say the same about Evan Ingram, who signed totally. a one-year deal with Jacksonville. I think yep. he gets a multi-year deal with the Jags as and well. It would make total sense for Evan Ingram to want to stay there. They do have mm-hmm. the ability to afford him. And yep. also, Evan Ingram just had, he had four, five really tumultuous years with the Giants. You got to imagine he'd want to continue to play with Trevor Lawrence in a place Ascending that truly yeah. values oh, yeah. him. Yeah. I'm a little bit less convinced of Dalton Schultz. Just for, yeah. the Cowboys, like they got to make some tough decisions mm-hmm. this offseason. And not only are they making tough decisions specific to 2023, a year from now, Micah Parsons is extension eligible. What's that contract look like? Mm-hmm. Richest ever for a defensive player? Mm-hmm. It's going to be close, right? I mean, a guy who is the freak of all freaks. You've got a bunch of players. CD Lamb. Let's see what Nick Bosa gets, and then go. And, yeah. and, and because he'll be a year later than Nick right, Bosa, right. there's a chance I mean. he just goes up but by. That you could know. set the that that'll set. If the market. Nick Bosa goes for thirty four million bucks a year, then it might be that Nick, Mike Parsons is thirty four point oh one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think there's some future planning involved here, which is why we'll see. The Cowboys also drafted two tight ends this past year. They got contributions mm-hmm. from both Jake Henderson and also Peyton Hendershot. Uh, they they found guys. Scrap people level players on the tight ends. Like they, they um, do not use a fullback uh, in Dallas. At least they have, they did not this year. So they get some use out of those tight ends there. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he's worth it. Like I think Dalton Schultz, if I'm out there, I, I've said this before. This, this to me reminds me of Austin Hooper 2.0. He's mm-hmm. going to reach the free agent. If he reaches the free agent market, Four years, fifty-four million bucks on a penny less. David about, uh, contract. I just don't want the Austin Hooper production after the contract is signed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm happy for but, the player. Like, yeah. Yeah. And the thing about no, tight no. ends and free agency, as we have seen, is that it's a the the NFL 
frankly, it's, it's just not valued appropriately. Like the idea that Travis Kelsey as a four year, $56 million contract player, like why would Travis Kelsey not make $25 million a year? Mm-hmm. What's the good argument against Travis Kelsey being worth 60% of top wide receivers? Mm-hmm. George Kittle, a, same thing, by the way, he's 17 million bucks a year. Yeah. Why would George Kittle mm-hmm. not make more than like, I don't know, all but five wide receivers. It's a, it's so what tends to happen is the very elite guys have been underpaid. The guys that are solid to like very good mm-hmm. are getting paid at a higher level. And they like, as we've, we've seen a lot of contracts mm-hmm. that have not aged well at the tight end spot you talked about. Like there are a lot of guys that are making more than you probably expect them to for tight ends. I know a uh, tight end needy team that traded away a tight end for draft picks during the season. That's true. Yeah. How about your Detroit Lions and Dalton Schultz? How about that? The Brock hey, Wright. Does yeah, Brock Wright right tickle your fancy enough? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I do like me some Brock Wright, but hey, I would not be against some Dalton Schultz, please. They're on the list. There's a couple of needy teams. That could be I want to really quickly, and we're going to, Stefania, I want to ask you about Patrick Mahomes to close out this show here, just leading into these games. But I do want to ask, and this might not mean anything. Evan Ingram potentially coming back. The thought process. They're also going to add Calvin Ridley to that yes. team. Awesome. So yeah, what's that team even going to look like next they're year? Look good. Good. Yeah. Right. That's a very ascending <laughs> yeah. team. You have Ridley. Yeah. Christian Kirk will be back. Zay Jones is under contract. Ingram we expect back. Travis Another Etienne year Travis out of the backfield. Yeah. Yep. Really fun. Uh, third really year fun. of Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Be a fun team. Really fun. All right. So we have the CSS DFS podcast coming up next. Like we always do. Mike, Al, and I are going to break down the championship round for DFS. But with that, Stefania. What's the latest that we have on Patrick Mahomes as we saw him leave the game last have week? Have we with confirmed a he's human or no? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's really, it's, he's a magician is what he is because you saw him play in the second half, goes out in the first half with a right ankle injury. It was confirmed high ankle sprain. When it happened, classic mechanism for a high ankle sprain, foot gets rotated outwards Yeesh. relative to the lower leg. But what you're seeing and... Mark my words, this is going to be a topic in the offseason. This hip drop tackle that you're seeing with guys coming in and they're trying to pull, the defender's trying to pull uh, somebody who's bigger down. You see it on the tight ends, quarterbacks a lot. They come into them, their hip drops in. If you go back and look at the video, you see Patrick Mahomes' leg goes in, his hip drops, and the weight of the defender falls on his ankle. And we're seeing a lot of these lower extremity injuries that are serious. That's what happened to Tony Pollard. Patrick Mahomes, luckily, did not suffer a fracture. He luckily did not appear to suffer an MCL sprain when you see his knee. That's what happened to Debo Samuel with the same type of injury. He had the ankle and the knee. We see that a lot together. So Patrick Mahomes came away with a lesser injury than what certainly could have happened. Mm -hmm. That being said, it's not insignificant. And you saw by how much pain he was in. You saw by the fact that he was not able to put full weight on that right ankle. You saw that he couldn't scramble. He basically had to stand in the pocket and play and try and get rid of the ball quickly. Luckily, Patrick Mahomes very good at getting rid of the ball quickly. Yes, he is. You saw him throw a jump pass on the opposite leg. I mean, it was nuts because it didn't look pretty, but it still delivered the ball to the end zone. And he scored. Patrick Mahomes can play with an injury in the way that most people could not, even if they were healthy, to be honest. The question for this week is how functional can he be by Sunday? We heard Andy Reid say they're taking it day by day. He wouldn't guarantee that he's going to play. We're hearing Patrick Mahomes say how much he wants to play. You saw how angry he got when he mm-hmm. thought he was being taken out of that game. The two are going to meet somewhere in the middle. He it was listed as a full participant yesterday. I sort of take that with a grain of salt because I don't Walked think they're right. Correct. Yeah. They're not doing that much. Does it mean he was out there for everything they did? Yes, it does. Do, what, what did he do? We don't know because we can't see the full practice and little things that we saw. To, he's he's not moving the same, nor would you expect it. And by the way, the key for this week is do the least amount possible to show that you can do what you need to do, but are still giving that ankle rest. They don't need him to practice at 100%. They need to know that by Sunday, he can be functional enough right. to do the job. Now, if I'm Cincinnati, I'm coming for him every time because I'm trying to rush him. Yeah. I'm trying to yep. force him out of the pocket. Things are going to be hard or going to be movement. Make him you run know, on anything it. Yeah. that requires movement is going to be harder for him. But right now, I would say the signs are encouraging that he is going to play as he as he expects to. Could he get hurt worse during the game? Sure. We saw it happen with Jimmy Garoppolo. That's how his season ended. Mm. Um, two years ago, he came back from a high ankle sprain had a subsequent played two weeks, had a subsequent injury, required surgery done for the year. So yes, there's risk, but who gives you your best chance if they're pretty 
close to themselves. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes with his left hand. Although yeah. Chad Henney deserves yeah. some props. Chad I was going to say, right. so we're not, punting. Great, yeah. great we're not punting with Chad Henney. Right? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. why are you missing Chad Henney? I, I, uh, I always believe that like football can be really complicated and football can be really simple. To me, Sunday could be very much dependent upon if the Bengals can generate pressure, it's going to be really hard for Kansas City. Yep. Mm-hmm. If they can't against the team that, by the way, led the NFL in pass block win rate this year, the Chiefs did, then this is going to be a game that Chiefs should be favored in. Let's pick this game. You've got two quarterbacks who are very good at getting getting rid of the ball quickly because Joe Burrow, despite a depleted offensive line, has owned Buffalo. Yes. And you've got... Kind of both, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I'm I'm talking about the last game against Buffalo when he had three guys out on his offensive line. Joe Burrow has learned out of necessity how to protect himself, if you will, in that situation. So I think the two of them basically are going to have to do the same thing against each other. Bengals, Chiefs this week. Who are you taking? Bengals or Chiefs? I'll take the Bengals on the road, unafraid. I'm taking the Bengals. I got the Chiefs. You got the Chiefs? You get it done at home. I do it all year. I'm going to also take the Bengals. Okay. All right. So we're going to on this one. Let's uh, uh, yeah. There's two games this weekend, though, right? Is there another game? The other game. One of us is a fan. One of us is showing their fandom. I mean, you're too, obviously, you're not brave enough to wear an Eagles t-shirt. You must not have confidence. No, I just, my team doesn't need help. They got this in the bag. I am, I'm going to, in... In choosing this game, which is tough because I feel like I'm choosing between my two you favorite are. children. Make no yeah. mistake. That's Just what it is. Better team. This is easy. I <laughs> am going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, me too. I'm sorry, Stefania. I'm so Hot sorry, Stefania. I know. I know. Stefania, which way are you going? We have to spend the week together next week. Oh, field. gosh. <laughs> well, here's the good news. Mobile, Alabama. The good are news we going to be friends? The good news is um, first two dinners are on me if I'm okay, wrong. Okay. That's, that's, that's what it is. Give me the Eagles. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Y'all we'll are see. wrong. It's going to be a ton of fun uh, this weekend. Look it. I'm- Philadelphia is tremendous. Yeah. They're both, they're, they're all four teams. I believe the four best teams in the NFL are playing this weekend. I think you're right. That's a good call. Yeah. I, I do too. I think. Um, I think Lane Johnson this is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. He is definitely hurt. I mean, mm-hmm. he needs surgery, and I admire the heck out of him for what he is playing through. 49ers are going to go after that. And, uh, you know, I think the 49ers will try and shut down the run. Jalen Hurts, my biggest concern, obviously, who get Jalen Hurts, who gets better and healthier. And Jalen Hurts and the deep ball scares me. You know, that's yeah. that to me is where they're going to challenge the 49ers. But I'm going to count on uh, – Nick Bosa to just make it super uncomfortable mm. for him. We're going to see. And, uh, we'll see. Yes, we, we will. Shall see. Uh, first one is the NFC game, right? At NFC first. And then, yes. and then you guys might be there. Do we have, we discussed it a bit pre-show. Do we have some sort of semblance of a wager between the two I don't two think of you? we came up with them. We have we, to think about this. I know. We haven't come up. We have yeah, I know. It has. Yeah. Mm. Imagine mm. I, got, I got one. You ready? All right. <laughs> if the Eagles win, like Stefania has to draft Jalen Hurts next year. Oh, if wow. If the 49ers win, Mike has, has to, to draft, draft Christian McCaffrey. Oh, oh, I was going to oh. say Brock Purdy. I was going to like uh, punishment, like, punishment for you guys, mm, right? Yeah, you tough. have to draft Jalen Hurts and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, it's going to be a food bad. Like, can we you know, do a can tattoo? We, can we just get like it's just no. get real with it for a second? No, we're not. What do you mean? No, what would be what's the signature food for the Bay Area in your opinion? Well, there's you know we could do the anchor steam, the microbrew. Yeah, okay, you know sourdough bread, like sourdough bread. Yeah, do you like sourdough bread, Mike? Sure. How about impartial? I don't know. How about I, this? I don't care. I'll uh, if it's food, I'm in. I don't care what the bed is. I'll, if the forty nine ers win, we're gonna eat an eagle. Mike buys me dinner. If the, <laughs> we're gonna find an eagle. We're gonna eat it. Stefania buys me dinner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If the Niners win, Stefania owes us all gold. I don't know what it is. It's something like that. You guys are gonna come up, come up with something by Sunday. It's fine. Yeah. Okay, we will. We yeah. will. We will. We'll we're this. right now. We're focused on what we're gonna do we're for just, the game. We're just trying to take it day by day. Yeah. Closing this out one more time. Do you think I'd be safe coming to Philly? For, yes. you know, oh, all my oh, and especially with are Mayor you Mike, gonna, you'll you definitely be yeah. okay. You'll be fine. You'll be protect me. You're not going to like leave me. Mike's going to be like, how Might, right? We're trying. It's on the table. We're discussing Just make sure you order your cheesesteak correctly. Don't do that. when you mess that up. That's when it's real bad. Make sure you check out Mike's article, all of the impending free agents, a ton of stuff to be able to check out. Field has first draft as well as this show. If you want to find out more about the rookies that you will be drafting in the upcoming fantasy draft, go check out First Draft with Field and Mel and Todd every Wednesday at 1 p.m. It is a fantastic listen. And follow Stefania B87 on Instagram for pictures of Paris and Monaco. Stefania Bell on Instagram. 
Right. You have Stefania Bell now. Yeah, right, yeah. Or pay the price, oh, yeah. dude. Yeah, all right, Stefania Bell for pictures of the beach and all the things that you want to see that are just tropical. And Mobile, Alabama, where Field Nine will be at the Senior Bowl practice. That's right. Coming, wait, because you know what? Good. There's a Princeton kid. Yeah, yeah. 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 Andre. Who is going to be at the Senior Bowl. We love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Don't forget to love each other. Please be kind to yourself. Good luck this weekend in DFS. CSS DFS coming up next. We'll see you guys next week. Go Niners. Go teams. All of them. All, yeah, <laughs> let's just everybody win. I want all of them to win. <laughs> Best of luck. She's got a smile that'll melt your heart. She's always there to lend a helping hand. Her fantasy knowledge is just the start Her skills are highly in demand She's our Bay Area lady Out there hustling for us With advice that we really trust She's our Bay Area lady Always there to help She's not a cone She's your favorite gal She's the fine you Two guys drove to work Neither guy wore a seatbelt One guy got a ticket One guy didn't The same two guys drove home One guy wore a seatbelt One guy didn't One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.